0: New episodes drop every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Check out Music of the Mat only on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network.
1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. It is Thursday, the 22nd of February, 2024. This is episode 298. Damon, this, the, the words are on everyone's lips. This Twitter clout shit is a dirty game.
0: <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. A lot of people, a lot of people rattling cages and upset over absolute bullshit. But hey, Whatever, yeah, this whatever is gets you up more the heat
2: than the, uh, the, the IWGP title match coming up on Saturday in Sapporo. <laughs> this is what all the questions are about. This dead giving, uh, dead says, why hasn't Kieran been banned as an act of mercy? I mean, no, sitting on the fence. Who is your pick in the big drain maker versus Kieran debate about the uh, on this day uh, t- <laughs> Twitter <sighs> things?
0: <laughs> I I could not give a shit either way. Um, I think they both should just fight. That's what I think. I think it should be, we should set up a ring, a cage, a, some type yeah, gimmick, of, gimmicks. yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, we they should settle it. They should just settle it to a duel. Um, look, whatever. I, 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 look, I understand to a certain degree of the sense of, if you feel like your content is getting kind of in your, in your gimmick, if you will, is getting, uh, uh copied i get it but let's understand i, I can't relate
2: to that at all damon <laughs> I know. Completely new I concept
0: to, to me i was about to say doesn't it seem like these people that's what they, that's what the, that's what it is i know some of them put out their own content to a certain degree but yeah i mean come on it's just, it's just we're, oh, come on real uh, i don't know whatever whatever um but I don't, damon, yeah. I don't know what i would do if i
2: didn't have people reminding me on what happened on a certain day uh, and Given number of years ago, I'd, I'd be a mess.
0: Right, I know. What 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 is that? The Sopranos quote. Uh, the
2: <laughs> remember when is the last formal conversation? Right,
0: right. so good. Um, when
2: this happened several years ago. Yes, thanks. Right, government. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, um, whatever. That's but I can't. I what I honestly can't believe is that there are other people that. Okay, so somebody does it. Whoever the first person was should get it. How about that? The first person who did it. If there is a way to see when the uh, the Twitter account or the X account was created, um, what, then that
2: the accounts get um, taken down because of uh, DMCA claims,
0: no, you start over. You start over. So does that mean you go to the back of the
2: back of the <laughs> yes. line? If yes. Yeah. Oh, I like this. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I mean,
2: that's that'd be a, like a lineal champion of on this day. Twikers. Correct. Correct.
0: Yes. Uh, that's that's how it should be settled. And whoever whoever is on the short end gets the short s- straw, so to speak, uh, then then you got to find something new that I, I look. I hate to be the judge in the jury here, but I am the most respected person in all of New Japan Pro Wrestling and its commentary correct <laughs> thank you um and i have decreed that is that is that is that is what we're going to do i have set i have set the law that is what we're doing so if 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 we have we can have an official ceremony and 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 uh we do not Little recognize
2: package with music da, yep. da, 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 like you know they do before the title matches <laughs> right
0: yeah and you know what if if Maybe. Why am I getting myself involved in this? Holy shit! Maybe if uh, uh, I was going to say, maybe if they have compelling arguments, they can bring that in front of the judge <laughs> <laughs> and the def- and the What about
2: the time zones? Someone <laughs> might be living in a different time zone. That's,
0: that's a good point. Uh, yeah, somebody's living in the Fiji Islands right now. Yeah, we need uh,
2: evidence of them with a local newspaper.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's with a date time. Yep, I agree. Look, it's, it's you know what I, I, on the surface I, I was just uh, this is you know very very minor, but now you know now that you've opened my eyes to this, it's uh it's there's a lot involved here. The Twitter clout clout yeah the Twitter clout is uh, was it a shitty business?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, Don't I'll be surprised. It a it. It's a, a dirty game.
0: Dirty, dirty game, game. My bad. My bad. Um, that
2: could be the name of the the, the match or the the show, the pay per view, Dirty Games.
0: Ooh, that's going to be Cloud the name Wars, of this episode. Are you kidding game. me? <laughs> you know how we, we said I'd come up with a title. You know, whatever review. Clout Wars,
2: Dirty Game. Yeah. Clout Wars colon Dirty Game. There
0: we go. Love it. And don't be surprised if someone monetizes this.
2: <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know that uh, there is just an absolute goldmine. Uh, waiting for people who can get lots of clout on Twitter. We we know that more than anyone. Uh, tiny, you know tiny slice of clout, big pocket full of cash.
0: Yeah, yeah, that always equates, right? Um, I will say this, though. If I'm being truthful to our listeners and ourselves, there is something to be said when something, you know, when you fire off a, a tweet of, uh, you know, whoever is leaving, or we're hearing whatever thing, and we don't do it a lot anymore because we don't give a fuck about Twitter anymore. We don't just don't care. Like honestly, let fightful and post and whomever get away with it. Every once in a while, we'll pop in just the to, just to, just to make sure everybody knows uh what's up. You know who's who's really fucking got got the gimmicks. Uh, we don't care anymore. We do it. We do it in our Discord. That's where we have that. Um, and yeah, the people that are in, they get to reap the benefits. And we, they're, they're trusted. They're not. They're not being stupid. They're not. You know, they're 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 smart cookies, and they behave themselves. And that's that's. You know, we're good. We're good, right? Um, we don't need all the Twitter stuff. So, uh, but I will say, there there is something to be said about. When you fire it off one, a couple of those and you know, you're just looking at all the fucking retweets and the fucking you know, like you know all the all the engagement stats. Um, you think it's important, right? You feel you feel like, oh my God, wow. I uh, I must have done something right or wrong. And you come to realize that it means nothing. <laughs> it means absolutely zilcho. So
2: all right, that's that. Uh, yeah. I wish, but, I wish everyone, yeah, I, most of those, most things I tweet, I just mute them immediately because I don't, I'm not interested in, yeah. when, when I throw a stick for a dog, I don't want to know whether it tastes good or not.
0: <laughs> well said. You know what? You are the most eloquent human being I know. You, you, lots of people are saying this. I think so. I don't think there's any doubt, right? I don't, I, I I could just listen to you for hours. Just talk. So, so good. Very good. Me on the other hand, it's like fucking
2: Chalkboard nails, or whatever. I don't know. All right, um, a bit like the commentary in Revolution Pro Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god, I choked on my water. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, oh my god, a was that <laughs> <what a segway>. <laughs> <laughs> it really? Was um, yeah, uh, look, uh, of course, I think many who listen to this show, we like to keep up on uh, certain people and keep up on uh, matches that are rated very highly and come highly recommended. Well, of course, uh, we had to check out matches in the, over the past week. Will Osprey doing it again, doing it again. And yeah, that commentary, holy moly. Just a bunch of screaming. And here's the thing too. Like on a podcast like this, I don't know. I'm not going to give excuses, but we talk how we talk and we don't, whatever. We talk like we normally would if we were sitting at the fucking bar. That's what it is. Um, But on commentary, I don't know. I I, like, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe I have these weird fucking standards that (laughs) I want to, I want to hear from a broadcaster. Like if you're getting paid for it, you know, I don't know. Kind of rubs me the wrong way, but, yeah, it was a little much, wasn't it? Oof. God, I...
2: I've not watched it yet. I'm, I'm Hold my hands up. I, I, one, I'm scared of it because I know the commentary will just make my brain melt. Uh, and also, I don't, I don't like Michael Oku. I just don't like him. It's like He he looks like, he's built like Cheeseburger, but he wrestles oh. like he thinks he's Shingo Takagi. There's just a, a disconnect there. And, and just everything's so melodramatic and over the top. It's just like, Okay. Prime I, I, NXT overblown Gargano Champa on steroids crack. I totally
0: just, hear you. I, yeah. I hear you, and and I will say this: that um, some of that element you do kind of you can you can latch onto in in the match with Osprey. Um, I thought he was really good. I, I did. I thought the whole entire match was really good. Maybe they just you know you know obviously they have decent chemistry, but they were doing. I don't know, like if you're a fan of Rev Pro, there are certain moments in that in that match, the callback spots and just interesting the f- ways they did it. Um, it was a great match, and I think both guys like gave their the, the, uh, the like one of the best performances now again. At the end, Will does his heartfelt speech and yeah, you definitely felt it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think he was lying about anything he was saying. I mean, if you're, if you're an AEW guy or gal person, uh, and you, uh, you know, you, you kneel at the altar of Tony Khan, you're not going to have a problem. If you are the opposite of that, oh boy, you're going to be, you're going to be vomiting in your sink. With the uh, absolute love fest that was going on, <laughs> um, look, I, I was I was happy for all parties. I think Rev Pro had a great show. I think, um, you know, you had it was a hell of a card too. I mean, Shingo's on the card, and uh, Will obviously Zach's on the on the show, singles matches. So, I mean, it was re- it was a good show. It was well worth your time. So Rev Pro wins. Um, AEW obviously wins because they have just a remarkable pro wrestler. Um and I, you know, I was thinking about Will Ospreay. Back in the day, you know, flair was the was the gold standard when it came to got make, having a wrestler make others look great and have their best match. Like if you were to go through, okay, who was this person's best match, Ronnie Garvin's best match against Flair. Who's Dusty's best match against Flair? Who's Steamboat's best match against Flair? Uh, who's whom? you should go down the list, and it's like Flair, 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 and and there really hasn't been a guy, and I'll and I'll and I'll limit this to a North American audience, mind you, um, that has been that person for the longest time, and and everybody now currently. Like it's Will Ospreay who has that that distinction of being everyone's best match. Like I can't think of a better compliment. You know, you could say somebody's a great wrestler. You can say uh, someone super talented, but to say that literally every person that has there if you were to say, Okay, what was your 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 best match? What was your great Will Ospreay's gotta be top of the list. Um, and in this day and age that's that's saying something. You know, That that's really saying something.
2: Well, uh, I don't know. Really. I have a great deal to add to that, because like I said, I've not seen the Red show, but um, we have a question from William who's asked, have we seen any of it? And he says he can report that Young Blood looks very decent from there. So yes. did you just watch the Osprey Oku match or did you see anything No, outside of
0: that? I watched um, I'm terrible with names, especially guys I'm not I'm unfamiliar with, so bear with me. But the Zach match was, I thought it was very good. Uh, yeah, the tag match was good. Um they looked you Know what? They looked like they You know how like sometimes it feels like it feels like Guys are just stuck together for the sake of sticking them together um, in, in tag situations. And while this is kind of new, um, they felt like a good team. Like, they felt like they had, I don't know if chemistry is the right word, but, like, you weren't you weren't sitting there like, eh, okay, you know, th- this is just for shits and giggles. Like, it felt like they were a team. And I think that's important to me, at least to me, when I watch stuff like that. I but I thought that match was good. I'm trying to think. Was there a bad match?
2: Um I've heard mixed things about the Shingo Trent 7 match.
0: Trent looks weird, to say the least. Uh he does not look in, like he's in ring shape, if you get what I'm saying. Um he looks a little bigger than I remember him. Um and not not in the good spaces, not in the good places. It wasn't no, I don't know if it was bad. It was, I think, like, when you have a Shingo in the ring, expectations are automatically raised to a certain degree. There is there is a standard. There is, like, a benchmark. Again, I'm not going to go so far as to say bad Joel, but it was, I don't know. I, I think there was, maybe, again, maybe it was the opponent. Maybe, uh, who knows? Um, it just, it was okay. It was okay.
2: Right. Well, uh, this show, I apologize because I didn't realize that the, um, first night of Sapporo was on Friday. So by the time you're listening to this, uh, it will probably already have finished, but, um, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to watch the show live cause I'll be at work. Uh, I believe it's a, a public holiday in Japan. It's like emperor's day or emperor's birthday, something like that. So, um, we are going to talk about Fantastica Mania. Uh, we are going to preview the two Sapporo shows. Um, i will just going to get straight into Fantastica Mania because uh, the two shows at Korakuen were a lot of fun. Uh, they're always the ones you sort of pencil in as going out of your way to watch. Um, I didn't like them quite as much as last year's show, uh, but there was some good stuff, particularly the singles matches, and, and there's always the little kind of backstage shenanigan things and all, you know, the funny bits and pieces that got on in a fantastic, and mainly sort of the non-canon thing. So we had a Hiromu playing this role of like some sort of agent representative Barry Gary Bloomstar Mr. Takahashi. That was quite funny. Uh, a lot of people grabbing onto Tanahashi's love handles. He's really leaning into that. <laughs> um, Taguchi, you know, when he does his, his thing, like he's an Egyptian wrestler with his little pharaoh, <laughs> his pharaoh hat thing. Um, and he got very upset one night because he's he was worried his identity was going to get revealed, and he was saying, asking if they were going to pixelate his face backstage. And then he also cut a backstage promo um, in a, a completely silent one, so he was cool. um, gesticulating wildly and speaking, but there were no words coming out of his mouth and no subtitles, and it was very funny. I do he's a bit of a guilty pleasure for me, to Gucci, I think he's actually quite a funny bloke, but um, in terms of interest in his wrestling, uh, that's. Yeah, gone down the toilet. But, um, you know, time waits for no man. Um, the commentary, I thought, was really good. I mean, you can tell Walker Stewart has been working really hard to, to make sure he's done his homework with a lot of wrestlers that he's maybe less familiar with uh, talking about. But, um, yeah, you can tell he's put the hours in. Um, the The solo shows, I thought he, he did a really good job with those, which uh, is not easy to do, especially when it's a load of wrestlers that uh, you, you may not have seen before. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really good stuff um, because – you know, a lot of us for fantastic mania, we kind of hand wave it, and a lot of people don't bother watching it, and people give it a miss. So, for him, I to- feel like I'm being called out. <laughs> 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 I'm not attacking you directly, Dan, because oh. you've obviously you've watched all these fantastic oh, managers. Shit. You're going to give us your your in depth report on them. But uh, mm. the point I was I was trying to make in a really clumsy way is that most people can't be bothered with fantastic mania, so it's a good sign that Walker has worked so hard to try and do his absolute best in in delivering top quality commentary for that and knowing everything that he needs to know for something that is as relatively inconsequential as fantastic man and it did make a difference i did appreciate uh having all that background info so uh, stuff that stood out to me there was a, a black gap memorial tag match which stood out for me for the sequences between francesco acura and mascara dorada and I would love to see Mascara Dorada in best of the super Juniors. So I don't know if he will be in, not because he's not good enough, but just because he seems to be the sort of crown jewel of um, CMLL at the moment. So I don't know if that's, you know, if they would want him away for doing a tournament like that. But uh, at the very least, Akira was really showcased in this match and, you know, being away from United Empire. And I think there's a lot of upside in Acura being um, a singles competitor this year, which, you know, obviously his. Recent history has been doing mostly tag stuff, but um, I think, yeah, there's a lot of um, potential with him going on a a babyface singles run. Uh, There was a Briante Jr. again, excuse my shit pronunciation here. Briante Jr. versus T-Town match. uh, Briante Jr. is someone who, again, there's a lot of talk about him being a potential best of the Super Junior entrant. And I think this is the gimmick that Andrade or La Sombra used to have prior to taking the La like Sombra gimmick. So there are a lot of sort of tributes to that, doing the moves that he used to do. And this was a really good showcase for Briante Jr. Because uh, Titan is a guy who I don't think gets enough love for being able to make his opponents look good. Um, you know, of course, he did that on one of the, the biggest stages for junior heavyweights in the Best of Super Juniors final last year with Watto. And I don't think it was a coincidence that that was... I think inarguably Most of Wato's best match because he yes. had someone like Titan opposite him. So Titan is absolutely the guy you want if you've got a, a young star and you want to hide their weaknesses and accentuate their strengths. So that was a really fun match to watch. Um, there was a singles match between Soberano and Templar where they just they did a lot of really crazy stuff. There was a really gnarly bump f- off the ring apron and then they bumped off the ring apron and then like f- did like an additional bump on the floor by accident and you know sometimes when wrestlers w- when something sort of goes wrong and then you just watch from their reaction to it that you can say oh that that wasn't supposed to happen there because uh um soberano did that the sort of oh fuck are you okay kind of response kind <laughs> <Great. laughs> of leapt over and was sort of patting him being like are you okay mate uh but they did some a, a lot of really ambitious stuff here like they were very keen to put on a show. They, they went balls to the wall there. And uh, also, later on in this tour, they established, a I think it was like a trios team of Templario, Sobrano and Rocky, which I think they're going to be picking that up, presumably in the uh, Mexico Fantastic Mania shows. But that was a, a big moment because Templario and, and Sobrano, I, I believe, had not teamed before up until that point. They've been uh, rivals on opposite sides. Uh, There was a very good main event for the first night of the Corakman show between uh, Volador and Rocky. Obviously, they've had a lot of recent history and and really great matches in CMLL. So Volador got his big win here. And, yeah, that was a really tremendous match. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it sort of makes me think about those guys who used to be kind of mainstays of Best of the Super Juniors, but now they're not in it anymore. And I don't know, I, I think there'd be a lot of value in bringing one or both of them back into best of the super juniors and it's just been really good to see um both of them getting a bit of a showcase because um you know Rocky is a guy who we these days sort of primarily associate with the work that he does in the office but uh forget sometimes he is a really really good pro wrestler so I think yeah. it's good to be on show there. Um uh, Matt says how cool is Echicero? So there was a singles match on the second night at Coracuan with uh Echicero and Atlantis Jr that one I really loved that was like a dude's rock match just um I mean I, I, I singled out Echi for praise last year I thought he really stood out from the fantastic Amania tour and uh he's he seems to be getting a lot of plaudits now for the, the work he's doing in the States which uh is very well deserved I would love to see more of him in New Japan but um yeah very very talented wrestler and uh the way things are going I expect he's going to be getting phone calls from AW to do a lot more work with them uh... and <laughs> Yeah, there was also talk of him challenging Tanahashi for the TV title. Nice. So, yeah, we don't know if Tanahashi is still going to have the TV title by the time that match rolls around. But um, again, that's something I would be thinking for the uh, the Mexico shows, the Mexico Fantastic Amania shows. I think um, Tanahashi versus Etisera would be a really fun match, whether or not that TV title is on the line for that. And what else we got here? Uh, then we had uh, Mystico against último guerrero so that was the old dudes rock match uh, i i don't know there's just something about seeing the old guys on these fantastic mania shows that i find very fun and endearing and i'm always kind of surprised at how good they are like they yeah. look like absolute shit and you think oh my god this is going to be a train wreck but then they're, they're amazing like technically brilliant they're sort of flying off the top ropes. Right? so you just it's quite staggering how good these guys are so um you know miss uh Mystica's, traditionally been the guy who's been front and centre of these fantastic Mania shows. you know, uh, the Last year, when he just like refused to leave Corrigan Hall and was walking around you know, the outside <laughs> for <like> 45 <laughs> minutes just high-fiving and, and kissing everyone. And so, uh, yeah, wasn't in the main event spot this time, but uh, a really good match nonetheless, even though he's, he's slowing down a bit, but it's always fun to see him, and he absolutely loves being in Japan, loves being in and Hall. And the the main event for the last show was uh, Mascara Dorada against Stuka Jr. So, of course, this is the new Mascara Dorada, so this is the guy who's He's 22 years old, and I think he's only got two years of experience, but he's unbelievably good. like so talented and, and just an incredibly high ceiling for this guy. And I thought Stuka was a really great base to showcase uh, Dorada's talents and you know, let him do all the, the high-flying stuff. And that probably, I think that's the match I, I, I enjoyed the most over the whole Fantastic Mania tour. So uh, all of those singles matches, really, none of them went on too long. They're all a fun watch, so if you have time to kill, just... Stick them on. I think you'll have a good time watching them. And, and um, Stuka challenged uh, Mascara Dorada for a mask versus hair match. So they have seemed to be doing a really good job here setting up stuff for the next Fantastica Mania shows in Mexico. So it's caught my interest at the very least. And I think it's smart booking to you know, pave the way for, for your next show, the current show that people are watching. So um, d e. Terrier says, thoughts on the new generation of stars like Mascara Dorada, Templario, Sovereign, etc. Yeah, I want to see more of them. And we, we've heard that Soberano has signed a one-year deal with New Japan. I don't know what that will look like. like is he going to be in the New Japan Cup? Is he going to be in a G1? Um, I'm not sure. I've not heard anything, but um, I, I would love to see it. Um, Templario, again, yeah, he r- really impressed me in this tour. But my my number one guy is mascara Dorada. And obviously, he is like the ace of CMLL at the moment. So I don't know how much New Japan involvement we will see because you Know if you bring in a, a mascara dorada to a best of the super juniors, that's not a guy that, that, that they're probably not going to be happy with him going like I don't know having six three points and right. whatever, so, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, if you're going to bring him in, I think it would benefit all parties really to have him get a proper push because, um, you know, burnt fingers after the, the whole. Ryu Lee thing. I mean, I, I understand there might be a bit of caution from both parties there, but he's definitely a guy with um, tremendous potential. So Mascara Dorado is the guy that really stood out to me. And and it's not a particularly hot take because he's uh, got tons of plaudits uh, at such a young age, but um, that is a fantastic mania. I had a fun time watching it. Well done nice to everyone involved.
0: Well done as well. I'm going to bring up a couple of points. Um, one, I was flipping channels this week. And uh, I do have access to the uh, fighting TV from Japan. And uh, they were playing, I I guess, an old um, anniversary show from CMLL. And um, it was a a multi-man tag match. It was uh, Rocky and uh, Kevin Knight. And I want to, yeah, TJP. Yep. And, And they were heels. They were like doing this bandito kind of uh American heel gimmick. Uh I just thought that was an interesting combination of people. Um I here's the thing. I I will tune into Fantastica Mania when people say, you know, watch this match this is good, you know. Usually I'll carve out that time for that. I don't watch the whole thing. Long-time listeners know it's not my jam and for the people who do enjoy it, I think it's a a good break in the new japan pro wrestling seriousness, you know, um to take this little break after wrestle kingdom. Great. Um I always feel like when when it's done though, that there's more to sink your teeth into from a junior perspective than from a heavyweight perspective. And I would love to see something come of fantastic mania that develops into more of a storyline for other heavyweights, and and I and trust me, I, I there are times where I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't understand why this guy is a ju- would be a, considered a New Japan would consider them a junior, but okay, great. Um, and I do love the fact that there is that little hint of Tanahashi, kind of you know, working the TV title. Uh, I love to see more of that, and I love to see more of that on a you know, I don't know, a, a Sakura Genesis, uh, a uh, I don't know, fucking Dantaku, uh, something else. Just to have a little bit more progression and storyline when it comes to heavyweights. Yes, we, we've had instances of that, but they, it feels like it's few and far between. It While it, this does do wonders for dream matchups and fantasy booking and creative new opponents for New Japan guys when things seem stale, it's awesome to bring in a guy like, uh, mascara Dorada, right. And spice things up instantly, instantly. Um, I would love to see a little bit more of that when it comes to heavyweights. Um, and I don't know if that will, will ever be the case. And, and when it does happen, it seems like it kind of manifests itself in Mexico as opposed to here. I guess what I'm saying is, is that there's, there's a, there's a fuck ton of talent there that New Japan could could dip their toes in. And I understand that, you know, CMLL is their own fucking company and they're doing quite well, thank you. Um, and to lose a person for an extended period of time might not be in their best interest, understood for the, for, the, for the people who are screaming at their fucking cars right now or whatever they're screaming at listening to this show. But you do see my point, right? It, it, like to have that much talent Sitting there, and I don't want to say at your disposal, but I'm sure something can be worked. Let's put it that way. Um, Because just like you said, those guys coming over for this, this fantastic, like, it feels like, aside from the payday, like, they love it. Like, there is no one else that's, and, 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 and give me an example if you can. Like, there's no one else that they bring in that appreciates the time the effort, the, 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 the whole nine yards, they appreciate everyone in the stands. They appreciate all the masks. They appreciate the fucking Mexico flags. They appreciate the fucking vulva or whatever the fuck they're called. The whole, that horn thing. Um, like they love it. Love it. Bring them, bring them back. Like, I think it, I think it'll do wonders. Again, this might be just an old guy screaming at the clouds, but like you have all that. There is a working relationship there. Let's, I want more than just, okay, we're going to drop this guy in for best of the super juniors. And, okay, we're going to drop this guy in for World Tag League. Like I kind of want more. Like give me a G1.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. they mentioned it like Khan Jr., who was in World Tag League and teamed up with Suji. I was really surprised and, and a bit disappointed that he wasn't featured on Fantastica Mania at all. I know, I think that sort of lineup was penciled in before whatever went down with World Tag League that necessitated them doing the late call up for Zanuckan Jr. But I mean, surely you could shuffle things around to bring him in because I thought he was a big hit there and, and they could have done some interesting stuff with a guy who is young, talented, good looking, uh, caught the imagination of the, the Japanese fans and was um, a heavyweight.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean that's that I mean that would be again a long-term goal. I, w- I would love to see that. And it's not like this is the first time they fucking had fantastic Mania. It's you know, it's all the time, every year. So, you know, just something to think about. I would like to see it. I think it would benefit both parties tremendously. Like I think both like you can continue that on. You could have them go back over to to Mexico. There's there's I don't know, like I'm 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 kind of Fantasy booking in my head, like man, the possibilities are endless. And again, I feel like New Japan does a good job, a decent job, anyway, when it comes to you know solidifying some junior stuff. But hey man, I I think I think we can expand that. I think we could scale that, and I think that's a great place to start when it comes to new fresh blood.
2: All right, let's move on then to uh, preview the new beginning in Sapporo. So. If you, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a sequence of events where I can urge people, don't watch New Beginning in Sapporo. Listen to the Super J-Cars first, then go and watch New Beginning <laughs> in Sapporo. That's that's what sensible people should do. But anyway, uh, so the first night of this is uh, tomorrow, <laughs> Friday, February 23rd, oh, the Hokkaido Prefectural Sports Centre. Uh, so we've got a Frontier Zone match, which Tomoyo and Toriano against Shomakato and Tomaki Homa. But I've nothing to say about that. There's some good... Actually, not good. Great. Really fantastic writing on this on the Voices of Wrestling website from our friends John Carroll and Jay Michael, who have written in-depth previews for both nights, which is a compulsory reading, as always, because their stuff is is just tremendous. So I strongly encourage anyone who's not done so and not not watched these shows yet to go and uh, read their stuff because they give uh, a a lot of really great insight, um, particularly for little things like the Frontier Zone. John uh, did a little uh, dive into... um, a wrestler who was the champion of this, uh, I think it's a Hokkaido-based promotion. But anyway, really good stuff there. So um, I urge you to go and read their work. Uh, first match is Yuji Nagata versus Zack Sabre Jr., which uh, just seems like a nice little tune-up match for Zack. They're just trying to keep him busy, keep him prominent, give him singles wins to um, hopefully keep that all-important momentum going uh, for him to do something great this year. Maybe this is the match where he does something terrible with Damon. maybe he's going to... Um, like I said, it break someone's leg. Break Eugene Nagata's yeah. leg. He's he's got my blessings I, to do that.
0: That's not a bad. I mean, listen, that's not a bad spot, right? A beloved senior member of the New Japan st- uh, roster. Like, like that would that would be impactful, wouldn't it? And uh, and it's not like Yuji Nagata's fucking got a main event, you know, nine shows this year. Barely used a poor guy. Uh, sparingly at best, maybe all Japan might, might suffer, but yeah, I mean, look, singles match, we're going into the cup. Like to me, th- this screams a, a fucking opportunity to do something here. Like let's, let's, yeah, let's do it. Come on. Now's the time.
2: Second match is uh, Oleg Bolton, Yusuke Toguchi and Togi Makabe against uh, Kanemaru, Yujiro and Ren Narita. So, I mean, I suppose my biggest thought on this is that Ren just feels very lost and directionless after everything that's gone down in recent weeks with him. Obviously, he lost the the big match with, uh, what's his name, Shota Umino. So, I don't know, this could be an opportunity for him to bounce back. So, I know it's only a a multi-man tag match, but I feel that he needs something he needs some sort of uh rub some sort of shine going into the cup and probably could do with having a a, a relatively deep run into that cup because at the moment he's just looking a little bit of a geek well
0: i mean i hate to say it but it feels like a little bit of a lost in the shuffle kind of thing do you even think he's in new japan cup
2: Ren, yeah of course he's got yeah, I know, I-
0: yeah. you're giving me a definitely
2: Yes. All right. They have everyone in the New Japan. I don't know how big the brackets are. I'm assuming uh-huh. it's 32 or, or close to it. But um, yeah, he's got it
0: I mean, it depends on how many fucking spots there are. Because, I mean, he's there. I, I One, if he's even in it. And I don't know how many spots, what have you. But, like, he's. There are lots of guys that that I feel like would be better served in that tournament than him. But okay, let's 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 put him in. Does he get out of the second round?
2: Uh, okay, so I would. I think he's got to go to at least the quarterfinals. Who's he beat the last day? I think he is going to beat. Uh... Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh Yoshihashi oh, okay and great ocon wow
0: okay I mean, both of them are doable, right? but Bo- i mean Ocon and wow imagine o k Poo, boy um okay i I don't know I, I think if he's in, i don't think he get i don't think he gets gets out of the second round. I don't know. I just think there's there's so many other people that would be in the mix of who you would want to give that cup to or oh, and who you want to you know get close to the cup. I don't think he's on my list. Now you could heat him up, but I I mean of all we talk about it every fucking week, of all the the four guys, he's 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 last in line, right? So I think I think three of three of those guys go deeper than Ren. Yoda Suji goes deeper. Yes. Shota Umo go gets deeper?
2: steeper. Yeah.
0: Come on. I ca- Shota? Y-
2: y- I could see this being the sort of thing New Japan likes to do where they might even pair them off and Ren gets mm. his win back over Shota. I I don't know. I've. I. It's. It's always difficult predicting the booking of these young guys with right Japan it. because you know the, the glacial pace that they like to move things along.
0: Yeah, I mean, aside from like like a boom or like I'm trying to think of like like I mean, if you if you want to heat the guy up, sure, give him a win over Okan, and I'm not sitting here fucking. Uh, trying to pump up great o'con here as, as as much as we love to uh i know i i i'm really kind of struggling thinking that they would do they would even do that like i don't know i mean all right i'll you're saying he gets out of the second round correct yes okay i'm saying he doesn't and i will put one American dollar or if you were like a british pound
2: not a yen
0: though. No yen. yen is down. No, down. It's down. Not worth anything. Um, yes, I will. I will make that wager if you were in.
2: Deal. All right. Uh, All right. Let's move on there to the third match, which is Yo Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, oh look, Kazuchika Okada against Callum Newman, Francesco Akira, Henare, Great O'Khan, and Jeff Cobb. So yeah, this is the the Okada goodbye tour that never ends. Uh, I'm just very exhausted about (laughs) discussing Okada at the moment, so I'm just looking forward for it all to be finished. Um, Let's other people in this. Callum Newman, is he in the cup?
0: (sighs) No. I don't, uh, no. I I don't think he is. I mean, talent-wise, of course, yes. But... Pecking order wise, um, again, what? How big is the field? I mean, are we talking fucking forty guys? Yes, he's in.
2: I'm I'm assuming thirty two. Of
0: thirty two, is he in? Probably right. Thirty two is a big number. Thirty two is a big number. He's probably in. Would I put him in? Yes, yes, I would. Is he going to be in? 32? I I would tend to say yeah, he's in.
2: Is he a guy that you give a win to in the tournament, or is he gets like a showcase match in the first round where he is competitive but loses?
0: Competitive but loses.
2: Because he hasn't
0: I mean I, again, you get do you do have to start somewhere, but Okay, give me aside from his Tremendous upside, like if we're taking off the, I don't, I don't want to say the blinders, but if we're if we're kind of sitting there as a fan, like what has he done that would that would warrant him being in New Japan Cup?
2: Uh, yeah, just off the top of my head, there have been the two singles matches with Ishii and Finlay, where I mean he's been soundly beaten, but again, a good showcase to show you that the potential is there, but in kayfabe terms, I nothing that...
0: Right. Again, talent-wise, he's fucking in, no doubt. Uh, I just, again, I, I just think if I'm looking at the pecking order of New Japan Pro Wrestling as it stands right now, I mean, he's got to be like one of the last in line. Again, 32 is a big number, but you would think he's probably one of the last in line to get picked.
2: Uh, fourth match then, we've got Bushi, Hiromu, Yotsuji, Shingo, Takagi, Tetsu Naito against Taka, Doki, Yuyo, Taichi, and Sanada. So I'm um, just hold off thoughts on that because all these guys are facing each other in singles matches the following day. Fifth match, we have the IWGP Women's Championship match where we have uh, the third champion, Mayu, Mayu Iwatani, Against the challenger, Mina Shirakawa. So Jim Ichiban says, Are you ready? Excuse the fussing child in the background. That's right. (laughs) Gotta poop. He's just become he's been very, very clingy this week. I think he's been a bit Aww. clingy. But anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. power through. Uh, Jim Michiban says, Are you ready to learn Mina Shirokawa leg match? Uh, so apparently she's a specialist for doing leg matches. But I read the interview with um Mayu on the New Japan website, and there was a lot of really good quotes in there. So I mean, first important thing to keep in mind is that there is a, a movie coming out about Mayu Iwatani in Japan on May 17th called Runaway Wrestler. So it's a film all about her life. So that may play into the outcome of this. Like you might very well want to keep the title on her if she's got a big movie coming out and and get all that exposure. But some interesting quotes where she is speaking on the New Japan website about the IWGP Women's Championship match. And she says, when it first got announced, I didn't really see what it was for. It felt to me like the owner, Kidani, had just made it on a whim of his. Then the strong women's belt was made and that was being defended consistently. There weren't many of these IWGP matches, so I didn't get why there was the need for both and the difference between the two. And I'm the champion, so I think that there are New Japan fans that are wondering what's going on with the title. So wow. <laughs> that is that is the champion saying that, uh, saying the quiet part out loud, but uh, she, she's right to say it. Um, that's why this interview is always a good read. Uh, and then she's speaking about her opponent, uh, Mina Shirakawa, who says, uh, and she says about Shirakawa, there was one time when she was in Stars, that's one of the star units, she had a match with uh, Sayaka Unagi that was so bad, I chewed her out, like quote, can you expect people to pay money to watch that? <laughs> so uh, Yeah, really uh, c- quite brutal uh, words for her opponent there, but um, th- there is definitely I, I think uh, some-, some investment with uh, Mina in this match, because I don't know if you saw this, but she uh, a couple of months ago got her face smashed in with um, a wayward uh, Phoenix splash Ooh. in a match. I, I can't remember who it's against, but uh, that I think bought her a lot of goodwill because she cut a promo afterwards with a, you know, a, a teeth all smashed and all blood all over Ooh. her face. Um, and you know, th- those are the little accidents that can actually benefit wrestlers, I think. And, you know, there's a bit of a buy in there, a bit of a hook where you think, wow, you know, this person has been through some serious hardship and um, this is, quite an interesting one. There's some, some good stuff on the VOW piece from um friend of the show, okay So he's uh, our, our resident Joshi expert. So it's an interesting one because um, Mayu is for all intents and purposes loyal to Rossi Agawa, who has been fired by Stardom. So people are expecting at, at some point her, her to follow Rossi with whatever his new endeavour is. Whereas Mina seems more likely to be loyal to Stardom. like She's a, a she used to be one of Yujiro's um, valets, so, you know, she's, she's been with Boucher Road for a long time and she's a good sort of poster person, poster woman, I don't know, <laughs> for, for uh, the, the company. She speaks English. Uh, she was used at the Southeast Asia Alliance Project presser that happened recently. Uh, you know, very conventionally attractive and, and now with this extra sort of backstory of, of pain and struggle there's um, a bit of uncertainty there. So, you know, on the one hand, I think, yeah, Mayu retains because she's got the film coming out. But also, I wouldn't completely hand wave Mina Shirokawa because of all, all the things that I've mentioned. So um, I'm, you know, not a, a stardom fan by any means, but I'm quite looking forward to this one.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it it made me more interested in the match itself. Just, I mean, not for nothing, hearing the, the comments of, you know, what are we doing with this fucking title? Uh, is refreshing actually. Um, and, and the backstory with the film and uh, the the I guess we'll call it the political alliances that had been formed with Stardom's troubles. Look, I think uh, Joel, I don't think you could have done a better job selling the fucking match, getting people pumped up, you know, giving some people to sink their teeth into, and also, uh, you know, look, we have a, a a we very we are very fortunate in the sense that between people uh, associated with VOW uh, and our Discord and everything else, like we're not experts at everything. We're barely experts at New Japan. <laughs> um, but to be able to tap into those resources, look. Five minutes ago, I couldn't give a shit. Now, you know, at least I'm watching it with a hook. And I'm watching it with a little bit more, okay, let's see what's going on here. So hey, win, right? That New Japan can send us the fucking check <laughs> because, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, not for nothing. We're doing a really good job of kind of doing your job, but that's okay. That's fine. We got it, you got it all out on your plate. We'll take care of it.
2: All right, uh, sixth match then is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with uh, the champion El Desperado defending against the challenger show. So Andrew on the Discord says, what do you make of Desperado agreeing to a title match with show where show has to join strong style if he loses? Is this the most cruel stipulation ever come up with? There's quite a lot of these matches on this this doubleheader at Sapporo where I, I don't want to say they've sort of put themselves into a corner, but it just feels like whatever the outcome is, there's an undesirable element to it. So, um, I I just, I don't know. How would you feel about Sho losing this match and then, like, let's take the the, um, stipulation at face value. He leaves House of Torture, joins no. strong style whatever that is i don't i don't know of any strong style i've looked it up there's no record of it nobody seems to know what it is but he's joined this strong style thing whatever it is if he loses this match and let's say you know he goes back to the chaos iteration of show yeah. Yeah. do you do you see that as a net positive him? because i'm not sure because i i, I kind of think he's he's been more successful as um sort of funny face wrench shenanigans house of torture show so whilst I think maybe the more interesting outcome is Despy winning and Sho being forced to join this dead faction and seeing how that plays out. Uh, I can't help but feel Sho wins this one just because that's going to be the outcome that <laughs> annoys the most people. And that seems like a very New Japan thing to do where everyone's expecting one thing and then they just put the belt on House and Torture Show. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think even if he does wind up joining Strong Style, the it doesn't necessarily mean that he's now completely devoid of that element that you enjoy so much of him, his goofy faces and, you know, his bullshit. Yeah,
2: he could be doing, like, reluctant, odd couple, like, truculent right. tag partner show. I, I don't know. Right. Is there any value in that, though? Would that be entertaining to you? Uh,
0: but here's the thing. I don't think any version is is really my cup of tea um unless it's closer to 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 the chaos uh, version like i enjoy that more than than other versions but like i don't know how you could just flick a fucking switch and be like okay he's no longer this this fucking banana sandwich running around you know he's now back to quote normal um I don't know how you tell that story without looking completely fucking hokey uh, like a a bad 80s WWF skit. Um, uh, Look. I'm totally fine with him staying. I'm totally fine with him going. I'm totally fine with him not being wacky heel break or heel break, uh, rule breaker. Um... I'm fine with him toning it down. I'm fine everywhere around. The the problem that I have, Joel, is that I don't care that much about him. And even I think if we decided to, and, and right, you're right. The, 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 the jury is still out in the sense of would him going back to a more, and again, air quotes, traditional new Japan pro wrestling guy be beneficial to him. I think so only because only because I feel like more people connect with that and, and want that from him than maybe even he wants. That being said, if he loves what he's doing, I would feel bad. Like I would feel bad that he's now doing something that he doesn't want. It at the end of the day though, like I don't, see it being a thing where it's like oh he's in strong style now he's you know challenging for the global championship I don't know if that's happening
1: in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, club.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast
2: Yeah, and uh, sort of to stick with this thing, then the seventh match is the never open weight championship match where we have uh, the champion evil against the challenger Show to Umino, uh, and, and again, a kind of weird. I, I see it as a lose lose situation because I would like Show to Umino to win. I'd like him to start winning matches and winning titles, but I also feel that the never title is a sort of weird purgatory that I think he should be aiming above. And okay, and that's fair. There, uh, that's An interesting factoid that I've plucked out of the voices of wrestling preview more than a third of never title reigns have lasted fewer than 50 days. So mm-hmm. it is a belt that they like to hotshot. So, um, I would, would not be surprised at all if evil is losing it on the first defense and they're sort of playing past the parcel with this belt that's been sort of shuffled from wrestler to wrestler, uh, quite rapidly over the last, uh, 12 months. Um, but I don't know. Is there is there much value to a Show to Umano's never champion? What is what is the never open weight championship? What is it for? I don't really see the purpose. It doesn't have much of an identity at the moment, so uh, it feels like you know. I enjoyed the build up to it with Tamatonga doing the you know giving Show his blessing, saying you know go and kick this guy's ass for me. I like that, uh, but I don't have particularly high hopes for this being a, a, a classic or anything. Um, it's going to be full of shenanigans. I don't know. It's just been a very House of Torture heavy tour this new beginning and um, you know I am one of the people who's more sort of looks upon them more favourably than most and even I'm looking at this thinking there's, there's quite a lot here it's quite dense with the uh, House of Torture stuff so um, okay. yeah back to back show and evil matches that's uh, a choice it is okay but let me let me play devil's advocate let me
0: um, let me counterbalance that go through the history of that title and the names that have held that title. And we always say that, that wrestlers make the titles. The never title has no direction because, you know, not for nothing, it, it, who's holding it? Like, that's where it feels flat. But in a heartbeat, it could be turned around and made to be a, a valuable prize, right? Um, who would he beat he would beat evil for this title well evil not for nothing is a former world heavyweight champion he is the stable leader of this wacky faction um he's a, he he is high enough in the new japan hierarchy that it it would mean something if if he got to win so no, I, I think I think this is a good thing. Like in this particular case, I feel like this is a decent launching pad. This is a decent start. Like, do, do we want to just drop him in and give him the global or give him the fucking world title? Okay, maybe we we talked ourselves into that in the past, but I would have zero problem with him getting a big win, singles win, clean pinfall, overcomes house of torture, gets the job done and picks up his fucking singles title. I got no problem with it. I think it's I think it's a great idea.
2: And I kind of feel that the result of the Despi show match is going to tip the hat for the result of this yeah. match because I I can't see show and evil both winning. Right. I right. could see Despi and Shota both winning. But I I'm, yeah, a double House of Torture clean Sweep. Like I could it's really uh conceivable to me that Show wins and everyone's in shock and like, oh my god, it's dusty House of Torture. And then that really sort of ratchets up the the pressure against Shota to to make sure that House of torture don't make off with another single title. So uh, I'm gonna pick Shota for the win here. Um, so I, yeah, I'm saying I'm saying Show wins the Junior title and Shota Umino wins the never title and hopefully goes on to Define that title as you've laid out. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, eighth match then is the 15-minute time limit NJPW World TV Championship match with Hiroshi Tanahashi defending against the challenger, Matt Riddle. Um, of oh. course, plenty has been said uh, about Riddle and you know whether or not you should be employed by the company in the first place. So for the people who are going to be uh, boycotting this one, more power to you. you. You vote with your feet. You let the company know uh, what you do and don't want to see. But um Yes, it's a an, an interesting choice here because he's always going to be a bit of a flight risk, Matt Riddle. So I whilst it might be interesting from a booking perspective to immediately belt him up and then, you know, the following night have him joining United Empire and maybe even become a United Empire leader, I feel that would be quite risky to do. And whilst I always sort of err on the side of bolder booking options, here's one where I think, yeah, maybe you just wanna Dip your toes in the water first, and I think Tanahashi is uh, a good first opponent. Like he's always a guy, Tanahashi. Like people don't talk about this enough. I think when he gets sort of plugged into these spots where he's there to sort of babysit other people, like all the um, the Muto matches, sort mm-hmm. of t- towards the end of the retirement tour, like the 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 match they had, uh, they made sure that Tanahashi was there and stuck with him just to keep him out of trouble. Uh, so, uh, and again, I think Tanahashi being put against Riddle is is deliberate choice. I do think tanahashi is going to win and i think this is a, a kind of sort of feeling out process to see you know what what has this guy got is he is he going to be a good fit for this company going forward uh, and again i'm not putting my own value judgment on that i mean in terms of strictly in ring we've not seen anything from him in recent years that came close to the the stuff he was doing uh, when he was on the independent circuit but um you know, you never know. Sometimes when people go to New Japan, it can give them a, the whole new lease of life, and he might turn out to be a brilliant worker. Who knows? So uh, a lot of question marks around this one, but um, I would pick Tanahashi to retain.
0: Yeah, I think the... the And and when this was told to me months ago that he was coming in, it was my understanding that it, it would be just US dates. Um, and So the fact that um, they're willing to invest to bring him in to uh, where we know there is, you know, lots of problems <laughs> when it comes to uh, certain substances getting in. I'm not saying he's going to be dumb enough to bring shit. Okay, let me be very clear. He is in
2: Japan. I can confirm there was a, oh. a social media post. He has he has made it into the country.
0: Okay, then there you go. He's in. He cleared the customs and ready to rock and roll. Um. So okay, good. Um, that's one potential problem. That doesn't mean that every time he goes, it'll be smooth sailing, but okay. Fingers crossed. Um, I think it has the potential to be a very good match in the sense of Hiroshi Tanahashi, brilliant in the ring. Um, and, and knows what his limitations are. And I don't expect him to be, you know, the Tanahashi of 10 years ago, but even what we have here, um, I think is a perfect balance for a guy like Matt Riddle. Like, they're, like you're not going to do f- crazy ass shit off the, off the top rope. Uh, but in the same breath, you're going to have really strong mat work. I would think, um, to make for a pretty interesting match. um, New Japan does like to have guys lose in spots like this, you know, especially the guys that they want bigger things from. Um,
2: And I remind everyone that Jonah's first New Japan or in Japan, his uh, first G1 match was losing to Yano. So uh, that there was when go. I was like, "Yeah, Jonah's going to come. and He's going to destroy this guy. You know, debut and guy. They're going to make him want to look good. They they very rarely do that, right?" Um,
0: I I don't like look. I think in my head it keeps screaming, "Why would you bring in a guy to lose?" But they do do that. Um, and and again, I think that in some small way we're playing with fire a little bit. In the sense of making sure that he can get into the country f- successfully. Um, now, I'm not even going to touch on people who have made a decision to not watch just because they don't they they, they know of the issues of his past. Uh, I, and again, I'm never going to tell you to not do that. Um, but I think a lot of people have concerns with you know him. Making the flight that's really the honest to God truth, so i I'm with you I would not have a title change because just for that one bit of uh, it's, it's, it's always out there it's always there um look you could have a situation where he wins the title and you never see that fucking title again <laughs> All right i I think that is in play um So I'm going to say no title change here.
2: All right. uh, Then our main event is the IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship match with the champion, David Finlay, against the challenger, Nick Nemeth. And I think, again, a lot of parallels with this. Nick Nemeth is a guy who has signed, I believe, full-time with Impact. So we don't know how long-term his involvement with New Japan is going to be. So, again, I see this as a sort of test-in-the-water thing. Um, you know, maybe for successful as a guy you bring back for, you know, bigger spots or maybe even a G1 or something. And uh, he is sort of the the poster child for sort of wasted potential in uh, WWE. So he is a guy I'm sure who's going to come in with uh, a point to prove and wanting to impress people. And um, I think, again, not for nothing, as you would say, uh, being put against a guy like David Finlay who... Right, sorry, you right. go first, David. I'm going to let
0: you, you give me your yes. thoughts on first day. I'm with you. Um, I I saw an interview. I I, I forgive me because I don't remember exactly who, where I may have just seen him in the interview, um, and he was talking about how he knows the that standard that we talk about uh, of what New Japan Pro Wrestling is, and especially in a main event. Um, and you know, can he deliver that? And even he has, you know, sometimes had to talk himself into the fact that, yes, he he can deliver that. Um, so I respect that in the sense that he's going into it with at least the, the front-facing feeling of, okay, this is, I really got to put my best foot forward. I think he's incredibly talented. I really do. Um, I don't know what Father Time has done, but... Like, there was a time where he absolutely could go. Uh, can he still go? I, I'm i going to give him the benefit of the doubt until I see otherwise. Right? I think he still can. To me, it's a weird spot because you're right. If, if this TNA agreement is in place, it would be weird to have him win this title. But maybe not. Right? Um, it's not like TNA is this this full-time touring promotion with dates every single fucking night. That being said, I don't know for me. Anyway, I feel like this match is special in that. I think there's more here than what, what we might think of as a new Japan pro wrestling main event am I saying that this is the the dog pound cage match type shit? Of course not. What I'm saying is, is that I would not be surprised if there was some type of angle, some type of, uh, storyline, some type of something, because the placement of this match to me feels like we're building up to something. um, Now, maybe we have all the, we're all angled out. Maybe, you know, Zach is the only thing of major importance storyline angle wise that we have coming out of this show. Maybe. I cannot sit here and be truthful and say that I don't have this, and I don't know, trust me, I don't know, but I just have this weird gut feeling of something's up something's up whether that's let's give
2: you some fuel for that Damon. please uh, the following night the saturday show the fourth match is nick nemeth and taguchi against ghetto and Finlay. Ooh. now okay. i i do this a lot i'll look at a tag match that just seems like a nothing tag match and i think oh this could be an angle but this could be an angle just and i don't saying. know what it could be but you know i don't know could he get Obviously, he would have wrestled David Finlay the day before. Could he be recruited into Bullet Club? I mean, they've got all the Bullet Club stuff going on in TNA, don't they? I mean, there's...
0: Right? Yeah. I'm just saying. i be onto something. I, I just feel like something something's a-brewing. Now, you can go wild and think, okay, he's going to be the new leader of Bullet Club, and they're going to get rid of Finlay. Uh, he's going to just join, Period. He's going to do like I just feel like there is something in in the in the water, and um, I could be I could be completely disappointed and completely wrong in that gut feeling. It just it just I don't know something's weird about the placement of that match.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I said before, I'm feeling I think people have sort of dug their feet in on him. I think he's had a really good year so far, uh, so I think this is. Uh, it's again something that uh, John and J. Michael were talking about in their preview where they said like if it turns out to be a really good match then everyone's going to say oh you know Nick Nemeth managed to drag David Finley to a good match mm. and if it's bad then everyone's going to say oh I yeah, told you Finley's rubbish so kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation but uh, again I think it's a very deliberate choice for him to be put against uh, a fellow American, is, is David Finley American? I don't know, is he European? Who knows? But um, anyway, you, you take my point against another fellow uh, foreigner to next. Um, what am I trying to say? If they they've they've not put uh, Nick Nemeth against uh, a Japanese wrestler, and, and I think that's deliberate. I think it's a conscious choice there to try and sort of ease him in, sort of linguistically, stylistically. I don't know. I just I think there's some intentionality behind it. So I do expect David Finlay to win, and um, I. Don't think this is the last we're going to see of Nick Nevis in New Japan.
0: I agree with all those points. Uh, I'm still on the fence. I really don't have uh, a good feel of if they would have him drop. Again, if if this turns out to be a new leader of Bullet Club thing, then, yeah, I guess we, we are swapping a title out. Um, if this is a I'm joining, okay, m- maybe not. Um, I mean, let looks – I think this is an important match for David Finley as well. Like, even though I feel like he's had a great year, a a very good year. Let's let's, let me pump the brakes on great. Um, and he's been slowly, not even slowly. I mean, we're, you know, mid February here. Um, I think he's, he's done a good job so far. This is a singles match main event on a show that is somewhat important. Let's let's, I think that there are still people and, and I'm going to be honest. I'm one of them that are going to watch this match a little bit more. I don't want to say critically, but like, I'm rooting for the dude to, to, to make it happen. I'm, I'm rooting for both of them to make it happen, but know that like he could put the nail in the coffin of a lot of fucking noisy doubters. He really can with this match. So uh, truth be told, if they do a great angle, I'm all for it. Trust me. I love it. I'm I'm in. I'm more rooting for a great match just because I feel like it's important for New Japan. And I feel like it's important for David Finley to have that. Okay. You think he's terrible. you, You obviously didn't watch this match moment like that's that's what he needs
2: right that brings us on to uh the saturday show february 24th we've got frontier zone again uh tomoya and yano against uh katsuya murashima and tomaki honma first match is uh oleg bolton yo togi makabe el desperado and show umano against kanamaru yujiro ren show and evil second match is yoshihashi hiroki goto Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kazuchika Okada in what is uh, supposed to be his final New Japan Pro Wrestling match against Francesco Akira, Henare, Greta Khan, Jeff Cobb, and Matt Riddle. Now, I don't know if this is going to be as build injuries pending, um, but uh, Kazuchika Okada's last New Japan match, uh, 10-man tag match, second match on the show. Nothing to see here, folks. Everyone's happy. Everyone's good is happy, officer happy, all smiles. Good times. Yeah.
0: So fucking weird, man. I'm so I'm sorry. It's that this whole thing has been very weird. Uh, and I know that we've talked about it for months. And I still can't get over how this thing is ending. I really can't. Um I, it's, it's just i I don't think I could ever in my wildest dreams in my wildest dreams would i think that not only that this is this era is ending it's uh how it's just going out with a whimper it is the 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 arguably the greatest new japan pro wrestling heavyweight and again the list is long of people that could be in that conversation but in in our time, you you know, he's right up there. in that in that conversation, and this is it. This is how it ends. It ends with a fucking premature ejaculation. <laughs> you know, it just is. Uh, it's I. You know what it is? It's one of these fucking things. That's exactly how I feel with this. That that sound is exactly how I feel about this situation. A multi-man tag with his chaos buddies and he's going to turn around in the ramp with tears in his eyes and wave and then it's on to match three. (laughs) Wow. Who would have thunk it?
2: And there's also the, the big variable here of Matt Riddle joining this United Empire team, which I don't know about leader, but um, it certainly seems to suggest that he is going to be aligned with um, United Empire going forward. So there's that, and then there's the fact that it's Okada's last match. There just seems to be a lot going on here, and I don't know what would be uh, a suitable outcome to this match. Is it just, I'm guessing just Okada pinning Francesco Akira or or something like that? And and like you say, big hugs, lots of crying, bye-bye everybody. But that would be weird to do with Matt Riddle being put into this match. I don't know the whole thing is very, very weird, David, and I can't make any make make a logical outcome, a logical finish to this match with all those moving parts.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Like, why? Okay, so you're right. And again, why would they have him win? Have this f- emotional moment? Second match. Uh, Matt Riddle is in uh, this match, so you you're exactly right there. Uh, it is, I I. I am, I'll go so far as to say this. I don't even think it's a guarantee Okada gets the win. Somebody else might get the win. Do you think it's a guarantee Okada gets the win?
2: Uh, if recent trends are anything to go by, Damon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? unbelievable. I, I, look, it's just not what I would do. And what and what do well, I... He shouldn't win.
2: I mean, if I've got the book, then this is, you know, United Empire getting back in their groove. I don't know if you want to go full steam ahead with Matt Riddle, have him you know destroying Yoshihashi or whatever, and being like, yep, I'm the new leader, da-da-da. And, you know, you, you leverage the, the interest and emotion of Okada's last match into uh, some sort of Future direction for your company, but that's that's not how we do things. No, here, no. Damon, that's that's a, a ludicrous and, and mad and hysterical, uh outlandish idea from me, the the emotional nutty New Japan fan. Yeah, it's not how we no. do stuff in pro wrestling.
0: It's not how we do it here. That's for that's for sure. Um, I guess we're watching it just to to, to put a, a, a nice cover on the book and and close the, and close that book. That's the, that, that's it. That's, that's how I feel. I, 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 it's just a remarkably weird end of an era. It is like we can sit here and giggle and laugh and fucking just shrug our shoulders. But at the end of the day, this is this is if not the most important, then right up there, most important wrestler in our lifetime. Just this is it. This is what this is. It will he come back and do G ones? Will he come back and do Wrestle Kingdoms? Probably, maybe. I don't want to see him for a while. To be truthful, I, I I think he needs time away, and New Japan needs time away from him. Uh, it's just a completely awkward thing happening that I. I hate to say it, I just don't get it. I just don't get it.
2: Yeah. Uh, third match, then, is the goodbye match for Tamatonga, more important than the uh, Okada goodbye match. Okay. Because, uh, the uh, original of Destiny, Tangaloa and Tamatonga, against the new of Destiny, El Phantasma and Hikaleo. Uh A lot of people are sort of scoffing at this one. I like it. I, I actually quite enjoyed Tamatonga's little final run with the company. I think he's gone about it the right way. He, he delivered a, a fantastic match that shut a lot of people up, like myself included, at Wrestle Kingdom against Shingo. I thought that was brilliant. Um, he, he put over evil, gave the title on to him, um, gave show to Umano the vote of confidence, and is now going out with what I think is a, a an appropriate match because he's you know, for most of his uh, New Japan time has been part as a grin as a destiny. So it's completely appropriate for him to be going out this way. Uh so I, I'm gonna look back on Tamatonga fondly because I think the way that they've handled his last couple of months with the company has been really good. Yeah, I
0: do too. And look, we, we sit here and what we've over the years have poked fun at girl of destiny. And we've poked fun at, you know, we'll drive him to the airport, send him away, all that and waiting for that great match. And, you know, and then he delivers and then we're waiting again. Um, I get it. The guy's, also has been with this company for a long fucking time. Like just think about all the bodies that have passed through and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's done his time. Um, and he deserves this kind of thing. Like he, like, like to me, this is more important than the the previous match. It is a weird show, isn't it, though? Like, all these fucking last match things <laughs> is just stacking them on top of each other. Just, I don't know. Like, there's a big part of me that's like, man, this is just a fucking weird look for New Japan. All these guys walking walking away. Uh, and, yes, there are other people that are coming in. But let's be honest. the The perception is that, oh, these guys are former wherever stars, WWE stars, right? They're not, they're not talented enough or good enough or important enough or whatever the case may be, or they're washed or whatever that they're not a part of WWE. Like that's to me, the, the general mainstream feeling of this, like our good guys are moving on to greener pastures and now bring on your rejects. (laughs) Right. um, it's just a this show might be one of the weirdest shows in a long time for New Japan. Like, again, back-to-back, back, goodbye.
2: <laughs> it's That's wacky. And then the fourth match here, Rusuke Toguchi and Nick Nemeth against Ghetto and David Finlay. Why is it always Toguchi who ends up getting caught in the crosshair when shit goes down? Yeah. Well, I mean...
0: They don't mind having him lie down at this point, so you know. Uh, but it, 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 you know, even that being said, you got a guy who can lie down on the other side. That's for fucking sure. Um, I mean,
2: I'm just I, thinking back to like the uh, Apollo GoGo stuff, which you
0: know, that was a million years ago. Though,
2: precipitated the creation of the Bullet Club, didn't it? So, I mean, that's, that's the- why I'm looking at this match, thinking Taguchi Bing in it is like a bit of a red flag
0: oh yeah i mean i think there's something there's something cooking there no doubt but yeah i mean i i we talked about it between these two shows there's something there's something there something there
2: or there's just going to be a lot of arse play (laughs) there and Nemeth are both going to get their bums out and there's going to be a lot of bum fun and everyone's gonna laugh, apart from me. I tell you, <laughs> it's, what. there's gonna be two directions: like red hot, uh, you know, interpromotional bullet club angle, or just a lot of bum fun.
0: Yeah, well, you love it, dude. One of your funniest fucking tweets ever <laughs> it was him, it was you responding to Chris Charlton with
2: "What? What? What?" You... <laughs> I swear to God, I mean that is an evergreen like meme template to Gucci, completely naked. <laughs> uh, spread, spread,
0: spread our logo right where his asshole is i'm telling you if ever i'm blue whenever i feel down i'd look at that fucking image and i just laugh and laugh uh you are you are a troll troll i don't know if that's true but uh i thought that was the funniest fucking thing you've ever done all right um speaking of funny things what's next
2: Bushi against Takamichi Noku. There you go.
0: Why? Why are we doing this? More
2: important more important than Ricardo's last match. Nothing to see here, folks. Why? Everything's good.
0: Like, do you have any idea why we're doing this?
2: What? This uh, L.I.J. Just Five Guys series?
0: Yeah. Like, ha- have we just milked this? T- like, we've milked it to the point of no
2: return, I feel like. I <laughs> <laughs> That's a very sexual phrasing there. I like That's it. True. Uh okay, so Taka got the pin over Bushi, didn't he, at New Year Dash. And I'm assuming Bushi's getting his win back here. Um then we got Hiromu versus Doki in the sixth match, and I think Doki could pick up the win there. I mean, I don't think he's ever beaten Hiromu, if I'm not mistaken. So I think this would be of course, cool but like I can't see Lij sweeping against Just Five Guys Just five guys have got to win some matches. Uh, so, I think Doki will beat Hirobu in the sixth match. So, I'm going Bushi to get his Wimok over attacker and then Doki to beat Hirobu to tie up one and one.
0: I mean, we're setting up the juniors, aren't we?
2: <laughs> we got
0: Despy's got some, uh, uh, some, or show, should I say. Uh, yeah, show's
2: first defense will be against Doki. I I can see like the winner of this match being the next person's challenge, and oh, no it, no no. could work for both. I mean, show versus Doki or uh, Despi versus Doki would be uh, a good match
0: either well. one. I take. I think. I think. I think everybody enjoys the Doki. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's that's what we're doing here, right? That's that. That's this is what the, these matches are for. Taka Michinoko. unbelievable! What are we doing in this day and age? Here's the thing, though. The guy. Well, I mean, again, he's not Michinoku pro guy, uh, you know, in the fucking late eighties or excuse me, early nineties. But man, just I love it when they just like they just pop people in randomly. They just fucking you know, Yuji Nagata. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, uh Takumachinoku. Like it's just I love it when they do that. Okay. All right, so we're setting up the junior situation here, there. All right, what else we got?
2: Yeah, our seventh match is Shingo Takagi against Taichi, where I think the sort of unofficial stipulation is that the loser has to delete their YouTube account or something. And I also think potential here for the winner of this to, I don't know, I was going to say be a, a, a future challenger for the world title, or maybe just a future challenger to for one of the singles titles. I just you put that idea in my head. I just want to see Tai Chi doing more stuff. So I think Tai Chi wins this and maybe goes on to challenge for something.
0: Yeah, I would love that. I think that's a. uh, And here's the thing too: these guys work really well together. Um, So I think the match will be really good. Yeah, I would like to see just let's let's put a little bit more emphasis on on Tai Chi. And again, we're, we're we're talking about New Japan Cup right around the corner. Like he's a he's a guy. I don't think Shingo necessarily needs to have that momentum built. I think a guy like Tai Chi definitely does. Um, so let's do that. Let's let's make that happen and delete whatever fucking YouTube account you want. I don't give a shit. But in my eyes, this is about New Japan Cup and who needs who needs the who needs the heat up.
2: And to me, that's Tai Chi, so let's give him the win. Then the eighth match is the hair versus hair match with Yotosuji against Yuya Uemura. Versus- so uh, Yuya has sort of been getting the upper hand, I think, for, for a lot of this feud. And I think if we're just looking in terms of hair aesthetics, I've said before, I think Yuya arguably looks better with short hair. So I think it's time for him to re-embrace the short hair look. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm picking uh, Yotosuji to win this one.
0: Weird that... We're doing this type of gimmick match, don't you think, between these two guys? I mean, look, I'm 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 all for once again heating up the the young stars that we need to do, but um, what, we're going with a hair match, huh? To make that happen, I think that's pretty interesting. I think everybody has this match circled as something everybody's keeping an eye on. Like, there, this is. Once again, an an important match that people will turn back the hands of time to reference as we get into their careers even deeper. Uh I just think these the stipulation is a little bit weird. I mean, look, somebody might want a haircut, you know? <laughs> Summers right around the corner. Uh yeah. Nobody wants to, to ha- have that long, straggly hair. So maybe they want it. Uh, and they decided to book an angle around it. But, yeah, I just think it's kind of weird that it's, okay, these two guys uh, at this point of their careers, and it's and it's a hair versus hair. Someone, and let's bring back the bet if we could. Someone, Joel, is going to be a bald-headed geek. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm curious. Like, what is the extent of the the hair stipulation here? Is it, is it going to be, like, full buzz cut? like back to young line shave off the eyebrows as well for good measure ooh
0: uh all body hair i think like they take down the pants they get a, a, a brazilian waxing
2: <laughs> the pubes yeah <laughs> yeah Or yeah. back sack and crack right <laughs> in the middle of the ring
0: i mean that's my eye. that's my thinking of a hair versus hair match uh, uh that would be more painful to be to be honest the uh know what they always do though they can never get the fucking clippers working right it always like jams up or clogs up or somebody doesn't charge the fucking thing, and they're 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 ripping the skin off the poor person who's got to get their head shaved, uh, and it just winds up being a, a, a tangled mess. Um, so maybe we'll see some hair removed in ring, uh, but then
2: you know after it's got to be a scissors job, surely with it has how, to how be. long their hairs are. I would
0: hope that you got, you can't just go right in there with a razor because that's what that's what'll happen. It'll just get locked up and jammed up. There's too much hair. You got to cut first, then shave. Come on. I hope so. I hope they I hope they do it right. But yeah, all those hair versus hair and the sweat and it's just like wet hair in the blades. Come on. Scissors. You got a scissor. It.
2: <laughs> the next match you got night turns and I'll slipping over clumps of greasy right. hair that <laughs> right. fallen in the ring. Right. Right. Um
0: I mean, that might make the match more interesting. <laughs> okay. All right,
2: uh, ninth match then main event IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. The champion Tetsuya Naito defending against the challenger. <laughs> I mean, this is this, honestly this might be the worst built it's off. world title match ever in my time as a fan in this company. Because I was very loudly critical of Sanada and what I thought was wholly inadequate build up to the Wrestle Kingdom match. And he somehow managed to do even less this time. Uh, it's, it's that meme. I love her lack of energy. Go girl, give us nothing. <laughs> like this is just—it's remarkable. It's dead. It is absolutely remarkable. absolutely dead. Their, their interactions, the, the 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 bit of the match they had in the faction warfare gauntlet thing, dead. The build, dead. Like Naito's completely given up. He he yeah. looks genuinely no. He looked for the Wrestle Kingdom build up. He looked annoyed, but now he just looks like. All, all the lights gone from his eyes. He's just like staring hopelessly at the camera, like what, what is going on? Why am him? I still wrestling this guy? What, why? What are they doing? I don't.
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And again, if from what we were told is true, you know, he was Sonata. That is, you know, was worked that entire. Wrestle Kingdom match with the with a injury. So you would think that that would be the perfect opportunity to kind of take him out of the picture, let him heal. And, you know, let's get somebody else to, to challenge. Nope. <laughs> nope. They dub. Not only did they not do that Joel. they doubled down. They doubled the fuck down on this. Um, Chicago, John Moxley uh, it ch- will challenge uh, in- again in Chicago against Naito. There's no shot. Tell me there's no shot that Naito doesn't go into that match uh, without the title. Tell me there's no shot. Man,
2: if if, if Sonata wins this title, you're done. Then I. I'm, I'm Are done. you done? I think you might be done. <laughs> <laughs> that, exactly. that, would be, that would have to be like the most ins- and, um, in context there's been a lot of absolutely nutty booking decisions like galaxy brain shit over the last few years following this company but that surely like Sonata winning this title would be number one yep. in terms of now what fucking planet are we on if he wins this title
0: again I, I just it's it's impossible for me to even fucking comprehend at this point there's n- like i've i've i'm actively going into this match rooting for naito to win just because i cannot imagine our state of mind if that happens i i just can't i don't even want to think of it i don't even want to think about our discord i don't even want to think about twitter i don't even want to think about just the amount of texts with the
2: eye roll <laughs> emoji. <laughs> the, the, I, just, the, I would not be able to, there would be no way for me to have any kind of rational discourse. I would not be able to review it or analyze it or try and make any sense. So I just, I'd have to just make a noise like some sort of primal scream on the podcast. <laughs> so the, the next show would just be me going, Aah! and then that would be it. And you, yeah. you won't hear from me again for several months.
0: I, I Look, it i just like i almost want to be there for it just the madness of it uh there's there's no fucking way this can happen and i and all i see is myself editing audio of this, of this show, <laughs> into little clips of bad. saying, "This can't happen." I, I we're going to jump out a window if this happens. Uh, th- this is the worst build, and and like under a bed of like the saddest mute, like of Snails hurt. Like just I all I see is me editing this fucking cold open to the show uh, when he fucking does this. That's <laughs> all. That's all I see in my head. Um,
2: can, I, can I suggest a different tune for it, though? Sure. What would like? you like? Um, I think the uh, Silent Hill 2 Dog Ending Credits song, which I'll, I'll play for you now. Okay. So. <laughs> what the hell? That, that, That's the kind of yeah. vibe I'm looking for, with like maybe some sort of image of uh ghetto's face superimposed on the dog putting all the levers being the architect of my mental breakdown.
0: Love it. Like I just see like his head spinning like in a like like a like a twirly spinner <laughs> thing, you know? Just like insane face. Uh yeah, look, I uh I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> I truly don't know what we'll do. Um there's no fucking way this can happen. I'm saying it, I believe it, I'm knocking on wood, I got my fingers crossed, uh, you name it, it's all happening. There's no fucking way this can happen. Please. Pro and every reproducer. single
2: listener to this podcast now is going to be on their knees praying for this and out of wind, just, just to see what's oh, going to yes. just to see what their yeah. reaction will be.
0: Yeah, well, by the time fucking people listen to this show, it'll already have happened. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> It'll be it'll be quite a moment. Enjoy the last
2: episode, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so it'll nearly be quite... made it to three hundred. We were so close. We were right there,
0: you know. We were so you know what it's meant to be. We were never meant to get three hundred, right? this is how it ends. We get to two ninety nine. Yeah, perfect end. Perfect. Well, listen, it was great <laughs> while well, it lasted, everyone. I'm going to go jump out a window.
2: Oh, uh, let's do a few questions before we get out of here. Uh, JJJ Stark says, do you think, uh, New Japan avoids giving the strap, the rocket pushes to young lines like Okada's return from excursion? Cause it leaves a lack of stories to tell about the struggle to the top. They seem to be all about the fall before the rise. Yeah. What, what do you attribute that to? Why have we not seen anyone get the treatment that Okada got back in, what was it? 2012.
0: Right. Um, I mean, again, everybody wants to bring up the fact that, you know, he did have a match with Yoshihashi. Um, For making the challenge. Um, I think the, 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 the tune that they march to is if it it just like in most sports where, you know, you got to pay your dues, you got to go through the minors, the, you know, the, the, the lower level leagues to earn your spot. And once you get there, then you got another rung of the ladder to climb to, to them, uh, make a name for yourself. And it's that general progression that they, you know, they hold true and, and they hold dear to their hearts. And in many cases, I'm all for, trust me, I, I don't want to mislead people and think that I don't want this to happen all the time. The reason why we were screaming from a mountaintop was because we came out of COVID. We knew contracts were going to be a, a problem even back then. Um, nobody knew that it was going to turn out like this, but Okay, let's, you know, we were, we, we, we knew that there was a an urgency that needed to occur and it just didn't happen. They stuck with the guns, they stuck with the plan. Uh, and I respect that uh, mostly. Like to me, it, that, that, that's, I enjoy the ride. I do, I thoroughly do. I don't want it to, I don't want this company to be WWE where it's, you know, one vignette, and you're fucking, you know, this guy all of a sudden that I'm supposed to take seriously. Uh, I like the build. I think it's, I think it's what makes this company very special. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully that answers your question.
2: Multiverse A says: Of the young guns who have big matches this weekend, who do you think will have the best performance to catapult themselves? as a serious contender for New Japan Cup. Also, is it a spoiler that Yota will keep his glorious locks as they are on the Resurgence poster? This is a really hard one to call because, um, famously, Sanada in the run-up to last year's New Japan Cup, uh, was on a shitty losing streak. like He lost to Manabu Sawyer, and everyone said, oh, look, he's in the toilet. But then he won the whole Cup. So I don't know if this is a situation where you're looking at someone to have a, a big performance and a big win at New Beginning to be like, yes, that is your guy for... New Japan Cup, so that that's a really difficult one. But I mean, I I'd say Suji is probably the guy that you know big win over Yuya, shaves his head, and then maybe goes on a, a deep run for New Japan Cup. Um, but I mean, New Japan Cup is just really unpredictable. So I'm really excited to get those brackets and do a bit of um, do the old pickums on the podcast. Oh no, wait, we're ending the podcast. I forgot. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, anyone who you think comes out of this weekend that is uh, coming as a serious contender for New Japan Cup.
0: Well, we talked about Ren, right? And the, and what we were th- feeling there. Um, yeah, I think that hair match, I, I think that's, that's a match that sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Um, where both guys really have a lot to gain. Um, and, and and it might not even be the guy who gets the win and doesn't get their head shaved. It might be the guy who gets yeah. his head shaved. Um, yep. So, yeah, I'm kind of circling those three i know that's a shitty answer but uh to me that 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 hair match is is really one of those okay let's put a let's put a little marker in time and and remember this as we move forward
2: uh rob says if you could choose two external wrestlers for new japan cup who would you pick personally i think josh alexander will be fun as would luke jacobs um i really like both those picks i don't think either of them will be in um Again, if we've got Soberano on a contract for a year, let's put him in New Japan Cup.
0: Uh, and any other person any Noah participants?
2: Yeah. Can we put? I would have no Keir problem
0: with in? that. Yeah, I have no problem with that. You think any? Uh, well, we know. Uh, you know, we know one of. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think he's a big fan of Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> that's, yes, the, very, that's the Very subtle did. clues. We left yes, last yes, week. Little 80s, a there. little, little <laughs> 80s. <laughs> right. Everybody Google Baltimore now. All uh, right. Look, so that's that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the names you mentioned are pretty, pretty solid as well.
2: All right, last one here. I'm gonna take. Uh, Matthew says, "What was the Super J CARS match of the year for 2023?" I still uh, don't know what two of these were. Should should we like reveal one yes winner yeah. per week?
0: I mean, yeah, I would say let's just quickly read off the winners.
2: No, I think we should do we should do one, one category each week because I'm you too tired it. to do all. So I will, I'll do the top three. So in third place with. 231 points was Shota Umino versus Will Ospreay from Power Struggle. In second place with 297 points was uh, the Tetsuya Naito versus Will Ospreay G1 Climax Semi-Final. And the winning match, of course, there should be no surprise to anyone, runaway leader, 839 points. Will Osprey completing the hat-trick uh, of top three matches here uh, against Kenny Omega, the first match at Wrestle Kingdom. So... I think that was also that that won the Voices of Wrestling, Match of the Year there award, didn't it? Which it, it's it's nice to be back in the big times, isn't it? Where you have a Wrestle Kingdom match being at the top of the consensus match of the year list, where it belongs. Even though both of these guys are now AEW contracted wrestlers, <laughs> uh, it, it was fun yeah. while it lasted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, at least it was in our home building. You know, that's how I say it. That's a New Japan show. Uh, there you go. There's there, there's match of the year. Uh, next week we'll do. Uh, I don't know. You pick. Uh, we'll, we'll we don't have to do it now, but we'll we'll do one a week. That's that's going to be whatever good. the
2: people demand. The first person's writing and says, "Hey, what was the show right. of the year, or who was the tag team of the year?" Then perfect. I'll let you know if anyone cares.
0: July. right, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so good. Okay. Uh, right. Let's. Say goodbye then at redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to send some money our way, uh send me your receipts, I'll I'll hook you up uh to the Discords um at Cobra Kawee and Pro wrestling dot forward slash j cast for our great t shirts and we're gonna do it <laughs> that Yes, we are. idea we've been discussing. We'll have okay, so anyone I promise good, you who could do t shirt design, get in touch with me.
0: Yes. Yes, get a hold of Joel. If you are good at t shirt designs, rather simple, but we have specific idea of what we're looking for. Uh, and if you can help us, uh, we'll be able to uh, pay you handsomely, as they say.
2: Uh, thanks, as always, to Editor Dan, who's on Twitter at LousyHero219. Follow us on Twitter at the TheSuperJCars. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye.